Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we both drinking today? Yes, one of the rare episodes where we are both drinking the same beer. We are drinking the, well, the floor is drinking some of it. The floor is having some of it. Uh, we are drinking the No Judgment. Yeah, so you can't judge me for how much I'm spilling on the ground right now. I can't, but I will. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Lester. I threw some tissues at him. Yes, it's all fine. Um, the No Judgment. It is a Hefeweizen from Checker Spot Brewing Company, which is a place that we went in Baltimore, a microbrewery in Baltimore that we loved and we'll talk about a little bit later. Indeed. Um, but this beer... It's one we both tried while we were there. We both loved it. So we brought home uh, a crowler that we could share on the podcast. It. I'm looking at the untapped. I gave it a 4.25. You gave it a 4 out of yeah, 5. So it's a very we both good one. really like this beer. Yeah. It is very banana-y, very clovey, very... I mean, looking at it, it's very hazy. I mean, it looks... Sort of like the platonic ideal of a Hefeweizen. And you definitely get that like banana runt flavor that I love in a Hefeweizen. Yeah, it is very uh, banana and spiced and clove. And the the great thing I love about... I love Hefeweizens. I, I just... They're a beer that I... Um, not to sound as pretentious as possible, but I, the first time I went to Germany... The only time I went to Germany... Uh, I had Hefeweizen while, th- while there, and it was the beginning of March. And in Berlin, the, the beginning of March was cold and rainy and depressing, but it was wonderful. And then in the summer, I had it, and it was perfect for the season. And it was so bright and citrusy and all this stuff. And then in the fall, it's like Oktoberfest time, and suddenly it's like spiced and uh, yeah. and, and like... It, it reminds you of the summer, right? And then you get to the winter time, and it's Christmas, and it's like Spiced, cloves, yeah. and it tastes like Christmas. So this is just a really year-round beer, and this is a wonderful edition of it. No, I agree with this wholeheartedly. We are entering the time of year when sours are both not really what I'm feeling like and not what's normally on tap places. Um, and Hefeweizens are just beers that like I feel like I always like them, mm-hmm. and I can drink them year-round. And this, like, I took a sip while you were talking. It is just super refreshing and, like, a little orangey. I yeah. mean, it's just... I think the 4.25 I gave it was too low. And, uh, I, I think like it's re- delicious. I'm, like, reassessing my four. I think this is uh, this, this is up in the 4.25, 4.5 category. Like, this is just a really... I mean, it's so smooth. It's really silky kind of mouthfeel, which is something I really love about a good Hefeweizen. Yeah. It's just kind of very smooth. It's it's like creamy, but without being syrupy. And yeah. then all, but at the same time, a little effervescent, and that's the spice coming through. Like, it's just got a lot of stuff going on. It's really good. It's just excellent. And I feel like, you know, there's, there are obviously breweries that, like, do big Hefeweizens well. But this, and again, we'll talk a little bit more about the brewery later, but this was just, like, a super small brewery, like under a highway overpass in like an industrial area of the city. Uh, I was shocked at how good their beer was, and I think this is a very good example. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, uh, Checker Spot was a place we went. Um, we went at night, and then we went back the next morning to pick up beer to bring home. And they're we were named very impressed. Checker Spot after the like state butterfly. Of Maryland, so I was like obsessed with all of their can art, yeah, really and cool stuff. It's it's like a 
pint glass, like it's like the body of a butterfly and then the top wings are hops and the bottom wings are wheat. So very pretty, super unique, really clever. Like yep. I was, we came home with some like beer label art from there because I just really liked yeah. their scene. They had really cool stuff. Um, also sold crawlers, which is great. We love crawlers. We do. Uh, so yeah, the no judgment uh, Hefeweizen, 6.2%, a little heavier for Hefeweizen, huh. I think. Uh, but a really, really great beer. And we'll talk more about uh, Trucker Spot, as we said, in a little bit. Because right now, we're going to jump into our review of the Baltimore Running Festival, specifically the Baltimore Half Marathon, which we ran uh, this past weekend. We did. It was uh, just an overall thought. Oh, uh, it was wonderful. Great weekend. Uh, I, I, th I was really struck by how much the city came out. Yes. Uh, how much crowd support there was and um, just a really great scene. Uh, I had a wonderful time and uh, the running part of it was only part, like, only, like I said, only part of it. Uh, might have been my least favorite part of it uh, <laughs> overall, but it was a wonderful weekend, yes. a great, great event. Yes, and this was this was the end of the, the third leg of the King Crab Challenge. Yes. We can also talk a little bit more about, but it really felt, like you said, the whole city came out and, you know, we were sort of celebrating the completion of these three races and really the whole weekend just felt like a really fun celebration. Yeah, a big culmination event. Yeah. A great finale for a summer of running over hills. For sure. Uh, so let's start off talking about the expo. Yes, which we actually we got to go to. We haven't been to an expo in so long. This is, guys, this is the first uh, episode of the podcast with an actual expo, expo. Like, not, we went to the, we did the Pacers 5K, the shirt I'm wearing right now, uh, which had. We did the Marine Corps drive-through. We did Marine Corps drive-through. Uh, but those are all, they, they, those were all like, and I want to say this one wasn't COVID safe, but this they, those were all like distanced outdoor, you know, COVID safe. Uh, it was like a packet pickup, packet not pickups, like an expo. Not an expo. Uh, this was a straight up expo. Yeah. And it was so nice to be back in a giant open convention center uh, with kind of the, we were there near, really near the end because uh, we drove up from, uh, from, from Virginia after work and got there with about 40 minutes to go before yeah. it closed. So there were some places that were closing down. But it was still kind of had that buzz about like the night before a race and uh, uh, a lot of excitement in the air. So really cool to be back in a building like that. And I think they did it very well for COVID. Yes. Um, kind of showing, like you said, this is the first one that we've been to in the COVID era, showing that it can be done. Yes. Given that, you know, before Marine Corps had canceled, they canceled theirs sort of. I, I feel like people getting their bibs and going to an expo has been a hurdle that races weren't exactly sure how to do but this was they kind of set up little like walls throughout the yeah. expo so you basically just it was like a one-way street that you just walked through there were only booths on one side mm -hmm. so there was none of that like super crowded aisle two-way traffic you just sort of meandered through and like you said we were there so late it was quite empty everyone was masked yep. um i felt very safe and it was super super fun to wander around look at the official race merchandise get like a bottle of water and a granola bar from places. We we got no um, gro like uh, reusable grocery bags, which right. is always the thing I come home with from these. All, so always a plus since we have so many. That was probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very safe and very fun just to like 
dig through some merchandise. Yeah, let's talk about the gear, which um, we've talked about Corgan Sports before, is the uh, the store that puts on these events. And it's a race company. Race company. I thought it was like a Pacers. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, so the race company that puts on these events, they, uh, they've had really good gear at all of their uh, events. Yes. This, you know, at... At the Frederick Half and the Baltimore Ten Miler, they had like an outdoor merch tent mm -hmm. afterward, uh, which had you know like some stuff, but it was a lot of like selling stuff from past years or something like that. This one was like a lot of different things from this year, specific yes. to this race, and uh, a lot of cool, like good merch. Like yeah. they're like they had not only and the, the cool thing was this is the culmination of a couple different events. There's yes. the Maryland Double, which is the Frederick half and the Baltimore, uh, either half or full, and the King Crab, which, you know, we've talked about on here. Uh, and they had gear specific to each of those challenges. They had gear specific to each race, the marathon, yes. the half, the 10K and the 5K. I gotta say, I really appreciate when places have gear for like the 5K. They don't just make it right. all about the long races because, you know, when we go to these races, like my mom will occasionally, I'll do a longer race and my mom will walk the 5K. And it, it really sucks when we're walking to the expo and like she's doing a race just like everyone. She right. wants the gear. So I loved seeing that every, you could buy stuff for every distance and the Baltimore on. Yes. Which was the 5K right. followed by the half marathon. So there was a lot of gear and you could really get something that represented what you, what you were doing. Right. A great example. I um, saw a like, nice sky blue t-shirt with the, um, a nice sky blue Under Armour t-shirt with the, uh, Baltimore Running Festival logo on it, uh, the twentieth anniversary uh, seal and all that, and but it said uh, the, the display one had like the full marathon, and I was like, oh well, they must be only doing that color in for the full. Looked on some racks, found one for the half, and bought that because I thought it was really I like I loved the color. It looked it was a slick looking shirt, yeah, and uh, so it was nice that they had a bunch of different options for each race, yes, uh, and really cool stuff there. We should also talk about the race shirt itself. I was going to say, the thing about these races, like, I end up not getting... Like, we got we got King Crab quarter zips yes. that are very cool looking. But most of the races that we've done, like, like I didn't want to buy any of, like, the Baltimore half stuff because the race shirts for all of these are so nice. Yeah. Like, they are things that I would buy at a normal expo because, like, I didn't want to wear the crappy race shirt. Right. So... Under Armour is based in Baltimore, yep. and so they make all their stuff. And I thought the shirts were awesome. Yeah, very cool. Long sleeve, uh, kind of wine colored, like, like red wine, red yeah. wine colored. Um, with the, uh, they had a special logo this year for the 20th anniversary. So uh, big on that in the front, and a really nice tech shirt that uh, we, I think we both wore after yep. the race. Uh, so really great shirt. Something uh, I'll definitely wear a lot to run in. Yeah, I also appreciated the variety over the king crab races the the premium is a variety of things like for uh the baltimore 10 miler we got like the heat gear shirt the, the i got a tank you got a tank you, i got a heat gear shirt. women's and men's separate yeah so i got a long sleeve heat gear shirt that is really slick looking it's all you know white and you got the maryland flag of course uh, and uh, looks really nice. We then for Frederick, we got quarter zips. They're like they're not. It's not a quarter, quarter zip I'll run in. It's like a quarter zip I'll wear. Ouch. Yeah, like if we're gonna be outside in the freezing cold for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's a heavy. They're really. Nice they're one. embroidered with like the Mar the Maryland flag yeah. again, 
and like all the spires of Frederick. Frederick. Like yeah. there, it's a beautiful. Right. Again, something I would like buy at Nexpo. Right. And then they have this shirt, the tech shirt. So like three different races, three different. It's not you're not just getting a tech shirt at every single one of exactly. them. It's something different at, at each one, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, the rest of the expo was. I mean, it was nice that like Gooder was there. Yep. There was a big Under Armour. Uh, there was a big Under Armour station where you could get your own custom shirt made. That was the Charm cool. City Run. The Charm City Run. That's the Pacers thing I'm thinking. Yes. Of. Yeah. There we go. But they had like all Under Armour gear, and they were like printing custom shirts. You could like pick right. what design you wanted, which was cool. Yep. A uh, few other things are the usual, like if you needed if you needed shoes yep. or uh, any sort of any sort of gear, fuel, sustenance, whatever. Uh, all that was available. They had the machine, the I'm not to say machine guns, massage guns. Yes. Uh, that were <laughs> not machine guns. Uh, that were on display and people giving massages and that kind of thing. Uh, so it was like a full service expo. Yeah. Uh, and it, I don't know if they uh, if it was just because we got there late or what, but like easy to move. Yes. Like like you said, flowed one way. Like definitely just like an S. You just kept going curves back and forth, and uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, I thought they did it really well and sets like a good precedent that expos even at big races can be done safely yes uh so after that we should uh give a shout out to our uh Ita our italian order uh i'm trying to remember what the restaurant was i don't called. remember the name of this place but it was like like we said we got there late because there was some traffic coming up from virginia and we ordered some takeout Italian food. I'm gonna look. It was just excellent. It was really, really good. They delivered to the hotel we stayed. We made this a little bit of a racecation for yes. us. We uh, our first one in so long. Our, our first one in so long. We uh, we stayed at the uh, the Sheridan Inner Harbor. Got yes. a really great, uh, a really nice hotel room with the view of the Inner Harbor, which was as someone who uh, my experience with Baltimore had been coming down to um, basically go to Orioles games or go to a concert or two or something like that right and then leave uh, so I didn't really see much of the city so it was a cool way to be like oh this is a different side of Baltimore absolutely no we, we had a lovely view from the hotel room and there are a lot of hotels around there so I don't want to say that like ours was the best but I think ours was the best because we were super close <laughs> you know it's when you spit out your beer you almost you almost got me um we were like super close to the inner harbor to like sightsee and stuff but we also like race morning we walked out of our door and we're basically at the start line could see the finish line from our hotel room could see both the finish line and like the marathoners going by yep. earlier in the course which was cool on like race morning to wake up and see um, and it was just, it made all of the race day logistics so easy to be yes. quite that close. Uh, Brendale Intel Italian Ristorante was we were the, big fans. The, uh, the place we went. Amazing stuff. Really good. I had spaghetti meatballs. I feel like I might have found my new pre-race meal. Yeah. Because, like, I usually do red sauce, but, like, the tomatoes can be, like, a little acidic on my stomach sometimes. But this was, like, chicken and spinach and pasta like sauteed with garlic and olive oil yep. and it was so simple but it was just so good yeah uh really great stuff it was um you know easy e easy eating a lot like a good carb load meal yes and um yeah we got a uh, a good night's sleep and then we did yeah because the race started so late yes this this is perhaps the thing that like 
threw me off yes. the most about the weekend is like our our half started at 9.45 in the morning. And mind you, we've talked about these races. Yes. Uh, so we, the reason that we decided to get a hotel is because we didn't want to do what we did for the other two legs of the King Crab Challenge, which was wake up at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and then drive. Uh, despite the fact that the half started at 9.45, they shut down all the roads for the marathon at 6, right? Right. So and we would have had It to... was like, even if you're doing a later race, be where you have to be by 6.30. Right. So we would have had to wake up, get to Baltimore by 6.30, and then hang around for more than three hours. So we were like, well, let's just stay at a hotel instead. Yes. Uh, so instead, we slept in. We woke up at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. It was weird. And then... Uh, I was like iffy on it at the beginning. I was like, oh, this feels weird. But I ended up really liking it. I I really liked it. I would have been more of a fan of it in November or yes. December. Yeah, uh, Because uh, I think... You know, you think October is going to be a cool month, but uh, not always. Uh, but it was a wonderful... We had a wonderful night's sleep, uh, had a quick breakfast at the, the hotel, and um, basically, like, we got to the point where I'm, I, I started getting that, like, oh, God, we're, we're so late. Like, is the did the race actually start at 8 and we're wrong? Like, did we read the website wrong? Like, what? So it was just really weird. I don't think I've ever started a race that late. Yeah. And the reason they do it this way is because the the half marathon is basically the last half of the marath- the full marathon. Yeah. And so they start it later. I think we linked up with the marathon at their mile 16. Six, six, right, right, yeah, 16 or 15, like right in that area. Because we, we ran like a couple miles dipsy doodling by ourselves and then we linked up with the full marathon. So they want to let... The, the faster marathoners, the people who are trying to qualify for Boston, who are trying to win it, they want to let them go yep. before it gets a little more congested yeah. when the half marathon feeds in. So there was like a method to the madness. Right. Like I understood the logic behind it, but it was still really weird. It was one of those things to me that was so relaxing, it made me anxious. Sure. Like it was so chill and it was so like... Yeah, have yourself an easy morning, whatever. That I was like, something's wrong. This is not, like, I'm not supposed to, on a race morning, I'm not supposed to be this relaxed with my timeline. Yeah. Uh, so basically, and like like you said, our hotel, our race logistics were great. So we wandered out of our hotel at 9.25 for a 9.45 race, and we walked right into our corral. It was yeah. right down the street, and it was amazing. It was awesome. It was just, I, I've never had easier logistics for a race, yeah. and it was highly recommend yeah. i mean it was awesome if we have, if we do this race again we're gonna do the exact same thing exactly uh after that i let's talk a little bit about walking out of our hotel sure if you saw our instagram you saw what oh my we god were wearing oh god how did i how did i almost I forget have this no idea but in case anyone didn't see the instagram what was your what did your flat runner look like kyle a crab a crab so we were running King Crab, and I apparently have done one too many Disney races. So I was like, this is a normal thing. We'll dress up like crabs. So both of us are in head-to-toe red with these, like, crab hats with, like, poseable legs and claws and the whole thing. I, for some inexplicable reason, think other people will, like, some other people will also be doing this. You were convinced that there would be other people I in costume. I thought there would be some there was not no one i saw one i saw one other woman in just wearing just a crab just hat. The hat yeah 
Oddly Ooh. enough, finished like right before you because I thought it was you when she was coming down. I was like, oh wait, no, she's not wearing. The rest of her is not red. So, so we walk out of the hotel, and everyone is immediately like, "Oh crap, crap!" And I'm like, "Oh god." Let's just let's just talk about the first interaction we had. Uh, we get into the elevator, and there is a college football team yeah. that is staying at our hotel. <laughs> uh, they're I think they were playing Towson or something like that, and so we. Two morons in crab outfits <laughs> are standing there, and this giant of a man gets in. He is easily, I'm six foot one. He was probably six inches taller than me. A hundred percent. Probably 150, maybe 200 pounds big, like, he, he, but like muscle. Yeah. He was, uh, I, I, I would, judging by him, He's either an O lineman or he's like a defensive lineman or something like that. He is a big fella. He's got a ninety. On, he's got a nine starting off his name on his jersey or his number on his jersey. And he looks at us, and I'm like, "Well, I thought, I thought he was gonna laugh, but he didn't. He was no. just like, I don't know what to make of this, and I don't care. He and just, I was like, hi. He looked at us, and I was like, well, I was afraid of this, and it was, uh, it was a lot. He like looked at us and then like we kind of like chuckled for a bit and then he got off to go to the uh to the breakfast uh at the restaurant and he's like well good luck today we're like oh good luck thanks yeah Bye. like it was it was a lot. it was so awkward to be in that like small space with another person <laughs> dressed like that when we got out into the sure. world no, it, was it was it was still like i feel like the um after that, it was a lot of, like, lots of people saw us, but they only saw us for a little bit, so they were like, hey, you guys, and then that was it. Have, we didn't have to hang around with any of them. Exactly. I definitely, like, walking over to the corrals and standing in the corral, I was like, oh, have we made a mistake? Like, we stand out a lot. I feel kind of awkward. But the run was so fun because everyone... I've never, like, written my name on my shirt or everything, anything to, like, feel like everyone was cheering for me. But when people are like yeah like crab girl like go crab go go crab go i was like i feel like i am in the super bowl i want to again emphasize these <laughs> crab hats <laughs> they had like their no they were anatomically correct they had six legs two eyes they, and the claws they made us look we look like two bald people who have extremely sunburned scalps and then also crab legs and two <laughs> eyes coming off our head it was like, absurd it was it i mean it's the most ridiculous look and now we're gonna send it and have it be our like our christmas it is card. Gonna be our Christmas uh, card. but it is the most for a little bit the most insane i ever felt and then like you said when we started running it was it was good like i felt I like felt i'm like a rock star i, I felt like i made I, I felt i felt like i was a disney character yeah. in a disney parade because i'm running and all these kids are like crab man and like i would wave to them and they would laugh and cheer and i'm like yeah. this is what mickey mouse feels like this is ridiculous <laughs> it was i it was the first race in my life that i have felt not only like the need or like the obligation to interact with the crowd but like the desire yeah usually when i'm running i am like locked in and i'm just like god I, like just, okay you're, you're cheering you're cheering like cool 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 and then like afterwards i appreciate it but in the moment i'm not no you can't run by with like 
a resting, like a running bitch resting, face. Rest, resting crab face? Yeah, <laughs> dressed like a crab. Can't look crabby. Can't look crabby. There you go. I loved it. Uh, so uh, we stood there looking like idiots. And uh, I, I think this is the first race of the post... Mm, again, I think we're back. Yeah. We're back to waning pandemic era where we started and it felt like a like a normal big race the like the the crowd the crowd after the first turn and then you after the first turn you go up a hill because you go up a hill for the whole race uh but you get to see everyone and it's just a sea of people and i remember thinking to myself this is so cool can i just say and i think being dressed like a crab contributed to it i from the moment I crossed the starting line to the moment I crossed the finish line. I was just blissful the entire race. Like every step I was like, I am dressed like a crab. The crowd loves me running the streets of Baltimore with all these runners. There are people out cheering. They have cowbells. It's a beautiful day. Like it felt like a drug trip because everything was just amazing. It was it, it, like I cannot overstate like the picture. I again like I, I cross the finish line. I stop my watch and I just like keep going. I cross the finish line like airplane arms out with this huge thrilled, grin. Yeah. I was just so happy. Uh, I will talk about my impressions now. How I feel now about the race first. Um, such a great time just a wonderful way this is something we talked a little bit about um we, we were talking i think maybe even the day before uh before we left about like race or two days before it was when we were sitting here on the couch watching tv and we were talking about like racecations that we can take in the future and what races we want to do and whatever and so i came into this race kind of thinking like at first i was like i had a plan i had a very much a running plan then I realized I was going to be dressed as a crab. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the elevation chart and I was like, yeah, fun run. Like, I'm just going to go out and enjoy this. And it was, I, I went in being like, I've never really been to Baltimore. I want to see what Baltimore's like. And like, it was such a great way to play uh, tourist yes. and see a bunch of a city that you hadn't really been to before. And I was like, this is such actually, I was thinking, I'm like, what a wonderful way to do this like i should we should do this in more cities you know like if we go to uh you know buffalo new york i'm not going to be able to see too much of buffalo new york on foot but i can if we do uh we do a run like whatever that's just a random example i have been to baltimore a number of times but you know like you said like you go to baseball games you hang out in the inner harbor i had not seen a lot of baltimore and the race course really does take you through a lot lot of it a lot of the city which was wonderful uh so uh, i really enjoyed Running through Baltimore reminded me a lot of Detroit, where there are some beautiful parts and there are some completely rundown parts, and they're often right next to each other, which like is um, just a, an unfortunate part of American urban life at this point. But uh, there were the, the beautiful parts were truly, truly beautiful. Uh, it was um, uh, again the crowd support for this race was, was just incredible. There was, I think, the only time that. No, you know what? I was going to say the only time that there wasn't a lot of people was when we went on the lake, but there was still like cross-country teams who were out there cheering for people. Uh, everywhere, every neighborhood we ran through, like you know, there there were people throughout 
having yeah. a grand old time, you know, people out having some beers, eating breakfast, whatever it may be, uh, cheering on the runners, which was so, so cool. I don't know. I mean, rock and roll has that a little bit as you get through like the neighborhoods yeah. in DC, but like the start and the end aren't like that. I don't know that I've ever done a race with like this much crowd support consistently throughout. Yeah. I'm thinking about like, like you said, in DC, when you get through the neighborhoods, sure. Uh, but like I think about when you go down H Street at one point, like there's there's very much like people are just going about their business and they're like, oh, there's a race going on. Yeah. People in Baltimore, when you ran down some of these streets where it was kind of a busier area, uh, people might be going about their business, but they were stopping to cheer for you as they did it. Like they're walking and cheering for the runners and whatever, and it was it was incredible. People from all walks of life. We went through every you know various economic class you can go through in that city. People from all walks of life cheering on the runners and whatever. It was seemed like a really unifying, you could tell it was an important event in Baltimore, which is really cool. Yes. And so many, a lot of groups, either like local running groups or local volunteer groups, but also some just like ordinary people had water and Gatorade mm -hmm. and candy and like treats and bananas. And like there was so much along the course, which... As a cupless race, I had my hydration pack, but did, like had nothing. Like usually, I like to take some sort of like liquid uh, fuel during a half marathon, so I'll like have some Gatorade. But I was like, oh, it's cupless. I have no mm -hmm. cup. So having the like the crowd support for that as well, like in addition to just the cheers, um, was also just awesome. Do you want to complain about um, speaking of fuel? The one part just after mile seven that. Um disappointed you oh yes actually i do um as i'm running they have a munchkin mile sponsored by dunkin donuts no effing munchkin no munchkin i was ready for a munchkin <laughs> i was like oh like my stomach's ready my mouth is ready my body I'm is ready. ready and then there were and i was like just call it like the dunkin donuts mile don't call the, it the dunkin dash the munchkin mile there were also some lovely volunteers there who were like, go lobster. And I was like, I'm not a lobster and there are no munchkins. <laughs> you were, uh, I mean, you're not wrong. That part. Th these were some of my first, to be fair, I crossed the finish line. I told you what a great race I had. And then I was like, where were the munchkins though? That's, it's very true. When I, when we, this was around the lake. I forget what the lake is called. Mm -hmm. uh, lake M something, I believe. Uh, but at like the halfway point of that lake, Which there's a munchkin flat. mile. It was flat. It's the only part of the race that was flat. Uh, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but it was—I mean, it, I was going to say this is the only area of the of the race where there weren't people cheering. But despite despite the fact that there was no Munchkin to the Munchkin Mile, Munchkin Mile, there were uh, scores of volunteers yes. or whoever, whatever they were doing there, not handing out donuts. Uh, but they were cheering and giving you that adrenaline boost there, which was um, you know needed and very cool at that point. Like oh, you know, a little more than halfway in the race. Totally. Uh, so you've alluded multiple times to how much you hated the race. I mean, you liked it, but you hated it. W would you like to talk a little bit about how your race went? Um, I have, I've been to San Francisco, so I know the answer to this question. But is Baltimore the hilliest city in the world? Is it the hilliest city in America? Yeah, it's in the Alps, actually. It's in, I swear, it was, you, you, we ran through the Alps, the Rockies, no, uh, it was, um, I, I, I think it, it was, uh, it was a tough course. I can't believe that people 
ran the full there. Oh my god. Uh, I ran, I think, I think there was uh, a little over 600 feet of elevation gain on my watch. Yeah, I had about the same. Um, and that's in a, in a half marathon. Uh, I ran 20 miles the week before as part of marathon training and did 700 feet. So like, it was a, a little different. Uh, I started off, and it, it's deceptive, because you get started. I, I knew it was coming, I guess, but I, like, I started off, and like, between I'm looking like an idiot and getting the like adrenaline buzz from people being like, crap guy, yeah, uh, and then like also really big race, cool being a part of like this yeah. huge throng of people again, yeah, um, and uh, and also like you know in like in a in the middle of the city it was really cool to be running in it whatever all that conspired to me having like a really great first mile like i ran a, like a sub nine mile and i but my heart rate wasn't elevated for it like it wasn't i went out sprinting of course like after that the hills start and uh so my uh my like actually i mean honestly for the first like three miles i think i actually ran pretty good i was running i, I was i was running and feeling good and then like the serious and like there were hills in that first three mm-hmm. miles but it wasn't anything like too major and then like miles four through four through seven because we got around the, the lake at one point yeah and then like seven through uh like 10 i think uh like had some really killer hills that just ate me up and like uh very much reminded me of i think maryland is just a, lo- a land of like mile long hills i looked up the elevation of the hunt valley hellscape uh-huh. as we talked about this it was 713 yes so hunt valley and, oh, was hillier over 10 not, miles too but yeah but it wasn't that much yeah hillier. uh it well it's yeah that i mean hunt valley was just up and down and up and down but uh i feel like there were just some times where it was like there were long downhills and there were long uphills and um i could i eventually was just like my my heart i think also like the fact that i was wearing a felt crab hat and uh i you know it was it was a like a 70 degree overcast Don't blame day. The crab i'm hat. not blaming the crab hat i'm just saying between uh having the a hat that did not really breathe that much on top of my head i also was wearing a hat that didn't yes breathe. uh and also like an extra shirt that I usually wouldn't wear at that temperature. Usually I just wear like the Under Armour uh, compression shirt. But you had to be red. But I had to be red because I was a crab. So uh, my heart rate was just uh, up and stayed up. Uh, so I ended up, and like after, like I said, I, I, I very much decided after, you know, for the first like two or three miles, I was like, I'm feeling really good. Like maybe, can I, am I going to PR in this like stupid crab outfit? And then I was, then I you know, hit the hills and I was like, Nope, 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 no. You're no back, back to fun run, back to fun run, and uh, so I, I, I walked a couple times up some big, uh, up some hills, uh, and um, I also like, you know, it, it, I'm between. I ran twenty miles the the week before, right. and, I'm, and so my my legs. I was running on tired legs for yes. sure. So I think also like you know had had I like not been in the middle of marathon training, I'm sure I would have had a better time uh, doing this race. Uh, the you know actually running. But it was it was not my best half marathon that I've ever had. I um, was very happy. Uh, I, I was very happy to see the finish line, 
and um but also pessimistic enough that like when i saw the finish line i was convinced that it wasn't real i was like oh we definitely have like one more turn <laughs> like we definitely have like oh, oh and also I, the reason i thought that is because my watch was running a, a half mile ahead of the mile markers so when i got to mile 12 on the mile marker i was at 12 and a half on my watch so i didn't trust anything at that point had no idea what distance I was running, like w- what was going on. I ended up, I ended up only 0.2 miles right. over. Your last which is mile crazy. was a little shorter than you which were. Which is insane. Uh, so I, I didn't have my best run ever, uh, but the good outweighs the bad. Like I, I've, I was just like, you know what? My heart rate's elevated. It's fine. I'm not. I'm, I'll walk a little bit, get it down, and it'll be okay. Uh, so I ended up. Like I said, not the best day, but um, an enjoyable race nonetheless. You enjoyed yourself. Oh you you had a, you you ran much smarter. I ran hard. You ran smart. I had such a great race, but I want to say I don't think your experience was an uncommon one because mm-hmm. while I was running, this girl just started. She wasn't talking to anyone in particular. She was just like, "Are we ever running downhill?" And I was <laughs> like, "Huh." And this woman next to her was like, yeah, this is my third time doing this race. It's like childbirth. You forget how terrible it is. <laughs> so I think your experience was a common one. Um, I'm glad I was. I'm in good company. That's great. I didn't feel like I was in the best shape. I've been dealing with my foot issue, which is thankfully fixed. But like I missed a number of weeks of training. Um, so I, as I started, was like, what can I do to like make this a productive race for myself and i was like i'm gonna try to negative split this race because i always much like you did with this race i'm like yeah i'm pumped and i'm running fast and i'll run like a nine minute mile and be like wow i feel great maybe i can hold this pace i'll pr definitely and then i finish and i'm like crawling a 15 minute mile at the end it just does not work for me and a lot of the accounts that we follow on our Running on Tap Instagram account have really like preached the benefits of negative splits. Um, that's how like a lot of world records are set, and it's how like smart people run. I'm working on it. Not not universally, right? Like what, different things work for different people, but this is not something I've ever been able to do. And I like I understand the benefit of it even more so now. But I was like, I'll give this a shot. So it was really nice in the first miles. Anytime I felt myself going out too hard, I was like, your goal should be an easy one, right? Like, just go slow now such that it will be impossible not to beat it in the second half. So I like really held back in the first half and was running like 1130 miles, feeling great. Just like really cruising, uh, got the hills for some reason i was like just going you're shaking your head i was just going through the hills i was i'm still run walking i think i could probably stop but like i was run walking to come back after my foot hurt and i'm just like a little scared to like run straight through i don't want to hurt my foot again so i'm running nine minutes walking one Mm -hmm. um so i stuck with those intervals but none of the walking came on the uphills so like I ran all the hills and was like, oh, like some of these are hard, but like, I don't know. It it just felt okay. So I got to the halfway point and was like, okay, like you're not going to push it yet. You're just going to like take your foot off the brake, basically. And just started like going. 
And it felt so good at like mile 11 to just be blowing past people running up this hill that everyone is walking up at a 10.30 pace, just feeling fantastic. And like, I'm going to like crab walk the first half of my half marathons from now on to go as slow as possible. You got the crab walk? Yeah, I do get it. Um, No, I mean, I think it has totally changed like the way I hope, I mean, I don't know that I can do this Like, if I'm trying to PR, you can't go out that slow. But, like, I feel like it has made me, like, totally buy into the idea of, like, negative splitting a race. And, like, I never was able to hold back at the start. But now I'm, like, this is why you do it. Like, I've seen the benefit of doing it. So hopefully it will be easier going forward. Um, Because I finished with, like, a pretty... Again, like, I didn't PR, right? Like, it wasn't, like, my best time ever. But I finished with like a pretty decent negative split. I was running like a good pace at the end. And it was just mentally like really good to be like feeling strong when so many other people were clearly just like crumbling around me. Like it made me feel like, oh, I can keep going. Like I'm totally fine. Everything's fine. Uh, So yeah, I had like a super fantastic race experience and I felt like happy and and good. Yeah, I was saying how, uh, you know, I, I... I was obviously there and got to see your uh, attitude afterward. But like, how did that uh, that mindset and that um, that strategy, you know, how'd that make you feel at the end? How you know, talk about like a, you know, uh, talk about questions? Uh, you know, describe to me, please, how uh, you know you felt afterward because you finished and were, were you know walking on air. Yeah, I was on top of the world. I mean. It just got me in like a really good headspace. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it sounds bad to be like, I felt good because I felt good and other people felt bad. But there is something like really, like there were definitely hills. I was like, oh, I could walk up this. But I'm like, but all these people are walking and like you ran this race well, so you don't have to. Like you could, but you don't have to. So it like really put me in a good headspace. And I, I said to you when I finished, like, the people definitely finished behind me who were fitter than me, but I just ran like a smart race. Yeah. Like it just worked well for me. And like I felt, I feel like it's so demoralizing and really like colors my view of a race when you finish and it's like my knees hurt, like my heart is like pounding, like I can't keep this up. But like, to feel like in the second half of the race is when I started to fly. Like I finished and was like, I finished and I was like, maybe I should run a marathon. Like I could keep going. Yeah, you you were ready to. Yeah. You were ready to run an ultra by the time you were done. Like a, I can run anything. I can do whatever 100%. I want. Hundred percent. I felt unstoppable, and I think some of it is like holding back at the beginning, so I had that energy at the end. I think like the pre-race meal the night before like sat really well with me. I got like eight hours of sleep before the race. Mm-hmm. It was humid, but like it was overcast and breezy. Like I think a lot of things just came together for me to have a good race day. I want to emphasize, it's also not like I was like pushing and like PRing. Like I ran a 2.27, so like a good bit off my PR, but like I felt good, right? which I hadn't in like finishing a race for a long time. And I just had a ton, I feel like because I felt good, it allowed me to like, enjoy the crowd and like have more fun throughout 
Um, so yeah, I was just feeling like super unstoppable at the end. And I felt so bad because I like, I think you texted me at mile like seven my, and a half. Mile, um, I think it was, it was seven and a half for me. Mile nine for me, yeah. Right where I was like really starting to like kind of open it up and feel great. And you're like, I hate this. Everything hurts. I'm miserable. And I'm like, I was don't just, text him back. <laughs> I, think I, I think I texted like, well, I'm walking. This is punishing. Yeah. And, you're, and you're like, I thought we were done with Hills. I'm like, no, no. We, it was a all lie. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was, I mean, I was so, I was super happy for you uh, getting done. I think that both the Frederick half and this half have been really great races for you. Yeah. And it's really awesome to, um, I think there, there's a lot of times that you've had between your foot and just in the weather and the, the hills where we live and everything like that. A lot of things have like beat you down in the last few months with running. And it was really great to um, see you get back to a really good headspace. After yes. Finishing. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like wasn't my fastest time, but I do feel like really excited about the races we have coming up, excited about running. Like I do feel like it was a really nice mental reset and like I'm like, oh, maybe I can break my half PR. Like I, I'm in a place mentally where I believe that like anything is possible for my running, which is just like a cool way to come out of a race that like was hilly and was hard, but I felt like strong throughout at yeah. a slower pace, but still like I felt strong. Absolutely. Which was just great. So I was really excited. That's great. So proud. So of you. talk a little. Talk a little bit. Uh, about like crossing the finish line because it was one of the cooler finisher shoots yes. that I've been in. Uh, and then tell the story you were also going to tell because you were chuckling. It was wonderful. Once I realized that um, it wasn't a mirage and we were actually going to finish, <laughs> um, this was. We talked about like we you know, previously we've discussed that the, the you know there you know off podcast um, that there aren't a lot of races that we've had that are like this where um you're finishing a race in a city center or in a, in a in a busy part of a city yeah uh where there are people around who are not just like people who are going to meet people who, fi- who right. ran the race or people who ran the race uh this was you got turned the corner onto was that pratt street mm-hmm. turn the corner onto pratt street and suddenly there is a, a finisher shoot where it is shoulder to shoulder people cheering you on going nuts it was awesome it was so cool and it was and when you're dressed like a crab uh people go insane like yes. it it was um <laughs> I, I i i i run with uh i have uh airpods pro and so they had the noise canceling. And um, unfortunately, very early on in the race, because I was wearing a crab hat, uh, some sweat dripped down and got onto... They have microphones on the outside so that, that pick up the outside the uh, the ambient noise. And uh, when you get water on them, it essentially goes into the noise-canceling mode. And it's really disorienting to have one ear in noise-canceling mode and the other ear not. Yeah. So I just went into noise-canceling mode throughout the whole race. And... Even when I was in noise canceling mode, I still got the crowd vibes. I could still hear people yelling for Crab Man and um, all this stuff. So uh, I experienced this, and I, I like uh, I, I paused my music and still listened 
to the crowd noises I finished, but just through noise canceling mode. But you could still hear the noise. Yeah. And when I came through, people are cheering for the crab guy. It was and, awesome. And it was, and it's not like, like I said, awesome uh, so it, many it's times. not like a like one line of people around. It was you know three or four people back. Yeah. And um, just so cool. Such a nice experience. Uh, just really like invigorating. I couldn't help but smile. I didn't have a great. I did not have a great run, but I was finishing on a high note. It was so good to come through and have that feeling. Um, when I crossed, uh, I had determined, I was like halfway through, and so we watch Futurama a lot. Uh, there is a character on the show called Dr. Zoidberg, who is a uh, crab-esque uh, crustacean man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when he gets scared, Andy Warhol thinks he's a lobster. Thinks he's a lobster. Yeah, uh, he's, lobster he's, he's a, a crustacean. He's a crustacean. Uh, so when he runs away from people, he uh, puts his claws up and he kind of shuffle, shuffles away. Yes, yeah. exactly. He shuffles. I think it's a scuttle. A scuttle. So I uh, had determined about halfway through the race that I was going to cross the, the finish line like Doctor Zoidberg. And so scuttle my clear, way across. You've spent a lot of this this podcast being like, oh, and like my stupid felt crab hat. You steered into the skid hard, my good friend. I sure did. I mean, listen, I'm not going to... I am going to be uh, honest with our listeners and tell them that we look like idiots. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie to them and say that I did not enjoy it. You did enjoy I it. I did enjoy it. Uh, so I definitely played into it quite a bit. I I I, I figured, I figured it. You know what? I, a when you pitched the idea, I was like, yeah, let's do it. No, you were a hundred percent in right away. I was shocked. And once I got it on and realized just how ridiculous Did we you would try look. Did you try it on at home? No, Me I, it was it, oh, absolutely not. And you were like, we get into the hotel room, and <laughs> you were like, oh, we were looking at the weather. You're like, it's gonna be really warm. Like. Should we wear this? Like, is it going to be a bad idea? Should I wear the hat instead? And I'm like, oh, I sold out. Like, I got nothing else. All I have, I didn't bring any of my running hats. I, I didn't bring any other shirts. I just have my red and my crab hat. Uh, so I figured there's no reason to run looking like a crab and not uh, be act like you're too cool to well, run like, exactly. looking like a crab. So I figured exactly. I enjoy, I'd enjoy it. I play into it. I play up the character a little bit. Um, so, uh, as I was finishing, I looked behind me first. That was the first thing I did was look behind me to make sure there was no one who would like run into me if I were to turn to my side and then shuffle my way across the finish line. Uh, there wasn't. There was. I do feel bad about this. There was one woman who was not really like next to me, but like I I had passed her in the finisher shoot and um you know ahead of the finish line. And, uh, so I, I was like ahead of her a bit, but not like a ton. And we weren't like, she wasn't behind me, whatever. Uh, so I was like, I know that, I know this race takes pictures when you cross the finish line. So I'm going to turn sideways. So I, I, I get there and I turn side, sideways and look at the crowd and I scuttle my way and across the, the finish line. the crowd was wild. They, they enjoyed, they enjoyed it, which was great. Uh. <laughs> 
unfortunately, I think I scared the living daylights out of this woman who like did not expect to see a crab looking man uh, <gasps> turn toward her at the last minute when she was crossing the finish line. Uh, the worst part is about about this. I know there is the f- not only and not only did the pictures not catch me doing my scuttle across the finish line. I'm not even in my finishing photo. Same. Like, not even on screen. I don't know where I am, if, I, if it got taken too early or too late. But there is, I was a six foot one man in all red, uh, a crab hat that put another, at least another, I was seven foot of crab. 100%. I was at least seven, seven foot, foot of crab. And they missed me completely. Yes. Also, I look, all my other photos are terrible. Yes. I, I, every camera guy I saw, I did, I apparently about, about a few miles in all these people, I don't know if they did it to you. No. But they started doing, uh, like you can't, this is an audio medium, so you can't see it, but you so like, uh, yeah, like, like, like a a, chicken mouth. With your hands, like a Pac-Man, like if you like a if, Pac-Man. If, if you if you do chicken if mouth. chicken mouth, like uh, if you do like shadow puppets, you're trying to make someone talk yeah, to yeah, yeah, like it's like that. People started doing that to me, like they're pinchers. So oh. I, I I started doing it back, and uh, so every cam I'm yelling every camera I saw, I'd run up to them and I do the I posed, I smiled, I tried to make myself look as like. You wanted to be the face of the ball. I want. I, I want. I wanted to get one good picture of me running like a crab. Instead, I got about. There are twenty photos of me. <laughs> I think seven of them are me messing with my AirPod they at are. one point. <laughs> uh, and the other ones, you look miserable. There's, there's, there's a few. There's a few. They're all from late on in the race. There's a few of them. I, I know when these cameras were, they were like at mile 12 or something. And I was just like, or, or no, they were like still on an uphill. And I was like, I'm not, I, I can't, I can't be bothered to look happy right now because I am miserable. So I'm just like, ugh. my face is, ugh. It is. and they're not I good. got, they got, if there's seven of me messing with the AirPod, there's another seven of me looking like I'm dying. And then there's like, three of me none of them like in frame like like there's like you're like finishing stopping your watch i'm well no i'm talking about like the ones where i'm doing my my crab guy and like only got one claw they got one claw (laughs) they got like me with them open so it looks i'm just like (laughs) with my hands out like this uh and then like it is 20 of the most awkward photos of me possible yeah and then afterward they got these these pictures of me at the finish line where i'm i'm, I'm chuckling to myself i'm chuckling to myself turning my wash off because i'm like ha, ha, ha. i just got some great race photos nope jokes on you finish line kyle you got no good finish line photos of you maybe maybe at some point there's pictures from the first few miles where i'm happy and doing my claw guy thing but I instead I got like miserable, miserable tired dude in a crab hat is what my if I, if if they made a Halloween costume, if they made a Halloween costume based on my experience at the Baltimore Half Marathon, it would be called miserable guy in a crab outfit based on these pictures. It is they are it is ridiculous. 
And I, uh, I am going to keep checking that page until I see one good photo of me in a crap outfit. To add salt to the wound, I like didn't even see a photographer on the course, and I look awesome in every one of my race photos. This is ridiculous. I saw every single one of them. This is so bad. I saw every single one of them, and I did my best. I'm weeping. I did my best to pose. I was smiling. I was essentially, I might as well have ran with a sign that said like, Baltimore Half Marathon, Baltimore Running Festival, comma, use me in your promotional materials for 2022. Got nothing. Nothing at all. More, they are still going through photos, so more might be, come up. I will, I will issue a correction at a later co- podcast if that, if that happens. But as of right now, as, as we talk two days after the race... Jack squat. Looks terrible. You, on the other hand, got a photo of you, like, airplaning across the finish line as happy as one could be. Dressed like a crab. Dressed like a crab. I, like, the race photos are so expensive. I was, like, looking for, like, promo codes today to, because I bought one, excuse me, that uh, is going on our Christmas card of us both dressed up. And I, like, was looking into buying this one, but I was, like, looking for, like, a promo code. And someone was, like, Literally, if they made them five dollars each, I would like they would probably make more money because everyone would buy like multiples. They make them thirty bucks each, and it's just so expensive. But I did get a really nice photo that I'm probably gonna end up getting just because it like it's just joy in a crab hat. It makes that's what that's what there'd be miserable man in a crab outfit. And then there'd be joyous woman in a crab outfit. And that's what the couple oh costume god. would be. Oh my god, I hurt my side laughing. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, speaking of crab, let's talk a little about the food at the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll, we'll get this out of the way first. Did you get your cowtail? I got, a cow, I got two cowtails. How they, happy were you? They were good. It, it, didn't, it didn't hit the same way that it has the past few. But it was still really good. What was I most excited about? I was most excited about the Gatorade. Yeah, I, I slammed two of those Gatorades uh, afterwards. But yeah, they had Gatorade and chips and granola bars and bananas and cowtails. The Uts chips at the end are so clutch. Yeah, I got two bags. Those this time. are Maryland. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't messing around this time. The last time I gotten like, oh, like I'll get the sour cream because I like sour cream and onion, onion, and then like. Uh, I, I was like, and I get jealous. I get, I covet your barbecue butts. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I'm getting both. I got Screw salt it. and vinegar. Uh, it was really good. I got enough food that like I drank so much water during the race that my hydration pack was basically empty. So I just yeah. filled my hydration pack with food. Um, what else is at the finish line? Well, there was crab soup, legit crab soup, and it was listener. Very good. I, so I don't eat seafood. I finished and walked over to you. It was like, who's taking shots of crab soup at the finish line? You're like, this guy. Dude, I got done. And I got done. I got, I was, I'm sitting there holding my banana. My banana, two Gatorades, and two bags of chips because it's a buffet at the end. Um, they have really, all of these races have really good yes, race food. awesome stuff. Uh, and uh, the uh, I walked by the crab soup station. And no better way to put it. And the guy goes... Oh, well, you definitely got to have some of this. And I'm like, you're right. I do. And uh, it's probably like like good, like three, three and a half ounces of, of crab soup that like, it was not um, a cold day. Right. But I think, you know, like it was, it was like a, it was like a, a room temperature day, 70 degrees or whatever. 
but uh, after you've been running and like you're covered in sweat and you get done, it's you're, yeah. you're you're like a little chilled, not much, just a little. And I had some soup and it warmed my soul and I felt very good. And it was I was like I've never wanted soup at the end of a race before, but uh, not only you know finishing in the Inner Harbor in Baltimore and uh, and. You know, wearing a crab outfit and f- completing the king crab challenge. Yeah, crab soup felt appropriate. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. I I uh, I would love to get the crab soup recipe. So aside from the crab soup um, and the cowtails, how how did you find the finish line festival? And maybe we should talk about our medals a little bit too. Oh yes. Um... So the Finish Line Festival, I really enjoyed. I mean, much like the other two in this series, other two races in this series, they had a beer garden. I went on and on about this at the time, that like they actually have good beer at the Finish Line these races. They, they really have do. Dogfish Head, which we really like. You get two beers. I would rather, honestly, though, I mean, the two beers is nice. But I feel like I would rather have one Dogfish Head than like four Ultras. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I have all... I have never, eh, no, that, that would be a lie. I have rarely stopped at the end of a race to have my beer. Yes. Because it's like Michelob Ultra. It's crappy beer, yeah. Uh, and, and almost exclusively Michelob Ultra at a lot of these races. Yeah. But uh, the, we stopped at all three of these yeah. uh, King Crab races because they had Harpoon at the first two, and then they had Dogfish Head at this one. Yes. I think the only other races I can remember stopping are um, one in Connecticut, in Connecticut when they also had Harpoon, yep. right? And then I think the uh, Parkway Classic, the GW Parkway Port Classic, because they had Port City. But other, so other than I, like those two races, both of which I did in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, are the only ones I ever stopped for beer at, except for these three, because they have such good stuff, which is uh, so appreciated and just yes. really, really wonderful. So it was a lovely situation. The beer lines moved really quickly. Like they, I feel like that's the other thing that like always discourages me from getting beer post-race, is that you have to like wait forever yeah. for the crappy beer. So these just like was really well organized. The lines moved quickly, and we got to just like sit on a patch of grass in the Inner Harbor and have our beers and... It was lovely. They had... Sorry, go ahead. I'll say, let's uh, also remember uh, what we talked about with our amazing logistics, thanks to you. Uh, yes. We literally got to... We finished. We got our King Crab medal. We got all our medals. Yes. And uh, we we took a p- quick picture. Our finisher's and, picture, And yeah. then we walked a, you know, what, around the block, essentially, yeah. back to our hotel room, changed out of our sweaty clothes, got into some our post-race clothes... Kind of what we almost like it's the the city equivalent of what we did at Frederick and in uh, the Hunt Valley Hellscape, where we walked, went back to the car and changed, and then went back and yeah, enjoyed the finish those festival. Those times I was like stripping down in the car, hoping yes. no one was no, this around. Is, this is this was a bit more. It was legit. so nice to change in the hotel room, not have to worry about checking a bag, yep. and it made us able to like sit and enjoy the finish festival because we weren't like soaked and gross. We also went back and got. The other two, me- we brought all our oh, medals. Yes, we did. Uh, so that was really nice. But yes, yes. the uh, we walked back and we, you know, we got our we got our beers and we just we sat in the grass and like what a spot, yes. what a beautiful spot, right like the just water. right on the beautiful. right on the water. If you're familiar with uh, Baltimore's Inner Harbor, we were just off like it's the Constellation is the tall ship that's yep. there. Uh, so we were just uh, like a little ways off of that in the grass uh, in this park 
and uh, sat there for a while, yeah. just enjoying our beers and like. Uh, yeah, I think we, we sat there for maybe an hour or so and like hung out. It, the sun came out a little bit. It was people a, had dogs. People had it dogs. Was it, was be- it was a beautiful day and uh, really great that these races really like encourage not only yes. like the event, you know, the, the race itself, but like they build a, uh, a good sort of like community atmosphere, yes. uh, 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 you know, like, you know, just a feeling afterward that makes you want to hang out and, and enjoy it and chill afterward. Decom- uh, decompress a little bit from the race. I also really like, so we got our King Crab shirts, like our, our King Crab quarter zips that we bought at the expo. But like, because I, I felt pretty sure I was going to finish the race. Yeah. But like my first marathon, like my first half, like I don't like buying the gear before I finish the race because right. it feels like jinxing it. So I really appreciate that they do have... All three of these races we've done, they have like gear at the finish line yeah. that like if you want to wait until you finish to buy stuff, you can. Yes. So absolutely. they have like a nice setup there as well. Totally. Uh some of the medals. Yeah. So let's talk about the race medal first. I love the half marathon it's medal. Cool. It's a cool medal. Uh, if you could you can see it on our Instagram at running on tap. Uh it's, it's a crack the crab medal. So it is a it's it's uh, it's is it blue the crab or is it just a crab? It's just a red crab. Just a red crab. And so like you got you did the virtual one last year. You yeah. ended up with like a, a pewter silver crab. It uh, says like run be more like cut right. into it. Uh, so this year was it was red. Yeah. Uh, like you know kind of enamel red, and uh, when you open it, there's the 20th anniversary of the race seal inside yeah. with the logo on top of the, the Maryland flag. Really beautiful cool well designed just like uh they had different ribbons for each race um just beautiful i thought it was great yeah i it won definitely one of my favorite medals i think it's super super cool i was really glad i i was not aware that they do the crack the crab medal for the half and the full every year uh so when we got done and i saw that like i was going to get one like that too i was like oh because you've you've had one uh from the virtual race so i was like i'm familiar with that medal uh i was really glad to get one of my own i thought it was really cool yeah, they're super cool. But then we also got two other medals. Two other ones. That day. There's the Maryland Double. Which was very cool. It has yeah. Blue the Crab on it, which yes. is their like mascot. On top it's, of the Maryland flag. It's like a circular, circular thing. It's yep. very, very pretty. And then there's the King Crab medal. Oh. It is... I mean, it's majestic. Is it, it everything you dreamed it would be? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it, it is... Um, for those not aware... The King Crab Medal is uh, like, it's a crown. The whole thing is, it's in the shape of a crown, kind of like a little cockeyed, little off to the side. Um, It is the size of your face. And I'm not joking. Um, It it lights up. It does. And there's a kickstand on the back because it's so big that some people might not be able to hang it up. Uh, We we did. But... uh, it is it is a medal that I have lusted after for many many years because it is ostentatious and gigantic and huge and I uh, I wanted it and I was so I was literally going yes yes as I put it on uh, after the race and it was um, it's it's great I think it's a wonderful medal it's very very cool I. It's around at all the expos around here. Yes. And you saw it and were like, oh, that's ostentatious. I want it. And I saw it and was like, that's ostentatious. Who would want that? The three races were really fun to do. The medal is awesome. 
after we finished at the finish line festival we went out to lunch in the inner harbor and like even people who had run the marathon were like oh but that medal though and like our waiter kept like addressing you as king crab like it was very much a conversation piece and it was really really fun to be out our plan was so as you said we brought the medals from the baltimore 10 miler and the frederick running Mm -hmm. festival so we had five medals on yep the plan was to wear them to the finish festival and then be done but we were starving so we went out to lunch each wearing these five medals we were just ring a lamb a ding dong everywhere we went like jingling um it was a lot it was a lot it it was really cool and then because everyone's like oh like what's that one and it was really fun there was definitely a group of people who were they were sitting with a woman who finished the marathon and they were more interested and impressed with our story of running three races than they were with her marathon i felt bad about that because we you know as much as like i got beat up by that course i can't imagine running a marathon there so um i felt bad that we were stealing any amount of her thunder it was definitely her day but i can't i can't make it not the truth that her friends loved our medal the medal was awesome yes like it's a very cool medal it definitely is uh we did not wear it out the rest of the night we wore the half medals out the rest of the night because it was i mean it was so big it was so big we got i got like a little buzzed yes at lunch and i was just like drinking leaning forward and my medal was sitting on the table with the kickstand because it was too heavy around my neck yes yes (laughs) it was like a whole scene uh so that's the race and the and the run and the medal. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the bruise. We'll, we'll, we've we've we appreciate you guys sticking with us. We really enjoyed this weekend, so we, we have a really lot of, we have a lot to talk about. So this is gonna be one of our longer episodes. But uh, we got to talk about these two breweries that we went to we as do. well. Uh, so we went to we went to uh, checker, checker spot. Checker spot. Uh, I should remember it's right there Which on is the other camp. What we're drinking today. Uh, we had, went to checker spot and then we went to Ministry of Brewing. Let's talk about checker spot first. Yeah. Um, why don't you describe the location uh, first? Yeah, it's like you get to the place that's sketchy and keep going. Yeah. It, it's literally under a highway overpass. Quite literally. In, and I think a lot of breweries are in sort of more industrial, off the beaten path locations. It wasn't that far from the stadiums. It just like, no, you, you it could, fell out of the way. You could see the Ravens, yes. uh, MNT Stadium, uh, and you could see it underneath the highway free uh, overpass. Right. Which was, I, I, I've never... I've never uh, had a beer underneath the freeway before. It was a new experience. Did you go to high school? I mean, yeah, but we, I mean, we had like basements and stuff. Uh, we had houses that we went to. Um, so it, it was a very cool spot. They had all like driftwood inside, yep. and it was like a very like pretty, like it was like a cool tap room. Yeah. Uh, they had this great Hefeweizen. They had an Earl Grey tea and lemon sour that I was obsessed with. Yep. You had a really interesting beer there. Yeah, I so we did a bunch of tasters. We didn't do any pints. We had like we had like a bunch of five ounce different uh, different ones. So I had the Hefeweizen, and I had uh, I had a um, I think it's called the Mangaroo. Yes, uh, something like uh, that. IPA. It was a um, a New England style IPA that was made with all hops and stuff from New Zealand, which was interesting. Uh, it was pretty good, uh, but the one that I enjoyed the most, and I think I was gonna you know talk about the most. I, I I've got a four pack of it. Is uh, 
It's called The Keeper. Uh, and it is a stout that was brewed with crab shells. Yeah. To impart a little bit of saltiness into into the beer. And so and lactose. So and it lactose be very as well. Smooth. So it's very smooth, chocolatey, and it's like it's like dark chocolate with sea salt, essentially, is what it kinda tastes like. And it was um it was wild. It was such a, it was such a unique beer. It was one of those things like we had two beers at that point and I was like uh, two you know two of these little five ounce taste tasters and I was like, Do I really need another one? I'm like, I can't leave here without trying the beer that's yes. brewed with crab shells. And it, it was like it was very cool because like this is this is a small brewery. Like we went out in Baltimore and like I didn't say this distributed anywhere. Like it yeah. was definitely like a small place. And on like the menu, it was like, you know, we work with this like family-owned crab catching business. And I was like, this feels so like the this I mean, so I I didn't drink it because it has lactose right. and because the idea of crap shells is weird to me. But it's like very much like a small brewery working with like other small local businesses to do something that you can truthfully only get yeah. there, which is just so cool. It was awesome. I really liked it. Uh, I was super glad to be able to bring some home. Super cool label too. Like all, very cool label. all their label art was awesome, but that one especially had like kind of crab like claws in yeah. like a basket that was very cool. Uh, what'd you make of the beer? What did I have? I had the sour. The sip happens. Which I really, really liked. Yep. I came home with a four pack of that. I had the half of Eisen. I had, my, my third beer was a Pilsner. Oh, the Pilsner, think, yeah. You, I were, was you not, were not a huge fan I'm, of that. I, I've discovered, I always think that like Pilsners are going to be just like generic lagers, but they're not lagers. They're Pilsners. They're Pilsners. So I've discovered that like Pilsners are not my favorite yeah. beer. Um, it was a fine. That's was, no fault of theirs. No, nah, it, was, it, was, it was a fine Pilsner, but I, I too agree that Pilsners are not like my usual cup of tea, so I don't go for them. But like the half of eyes, and I gave a four point two five, and the sip happens, the sour with the tea, I gave a four point five. Like yeah. they had some really like interesting, fantastic beers, and I was a big fan. Yeah, it was it was a really an awesome place. A very friendly people, cool. Yeah. Like like you said, very cool inside. Outside, they had a lot of open out- outdoor uh, seating underneath the, fir- the There was a the, fox. Uh, there was a, yeah, I went to the bathroom and came back and like everyone was talking about yeah. a fox that had just a walked by. A fox had run through the parking lot eating with a, a rat, rat in his mouth. Uh, there was also a lot of good good dogs in there. Yes. Uh, so it was, it was a very cool spot. Definitely, it could definitely see like if we lived in Baltimore, that's the that's a place we would yes. go all the time. A hundred percent. Uh, very very cool. Liked it a lot. Nice people. Where else would we go all the time if we lived in Baltimore? Oh my god! So, Ministry of Brewing. If you're still listening, listening, we're about to like. Let's like, give you a tip. Yes, give you like a hidden. I don't know if it's a hidden gem. This is your reward. But for it was this far awesome. And if you ever go to Baltimore, even if you don't go, like make a special trip for this yeah. place because it was so cool. So Ministry of Brewing is in. Uh, West Falls Point, West Falls Point, Up, Upper Falls Point, Upper Falls Point. Sorry, uh, which apparently is the hip part of town. And uh, apologies if you can hear some thumping in the background. Uh, our patio engineer is in his uh, box hangout thumping on the cardboard. Uh, there is a church called uh, Saint Michael's Church. Uh, it was built in like eighteen built in, in the eighteen fifties. It re, like rebuilt in the eight, in eighteen ninety. And it's old church, big church, big church, like big high ceilings, stone on the outside with a big spire, big church. And now it's owned by a brewery. And you walk in. You like, I can't, I can't emphasize to you enough. Like as a, as someone who grew up Catholic, like this looks like 
churches I've attended where people got married in. This looks like uh, big, like special city churches, you know, like like the main church in a city. Like it's that big. We were causing a huge scene. I mean, we were we like were we away. walked in and I was just like, oh my god, like it was. So you walk in and it is like. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I no, talk about it. Go ahead. It's fine. So you you walk in and you're in sort of like the entryway of a church where like normally you'd like dip in the holy water, like give some money, like program, that, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And then you walk over and you're standing at the aisle and it's just this huge ceiling that's painted yep. beautiful. Got the, got the murals on the side. You got the yeah. uh, murals of all the apostles on, on the side. You have a big painting on uh, right over the altar of Jesus and angels. Like, and then you look down, and there's all the beer being brewed on the altar of like the this big, old Catholic church. They're not kegs. What are they called? Cask? I don't know. But like the, the big tanks. silver big tanks. tanks that you yeah. brew the beer in are on the altar. And we should say, before people, if anyone's thinking like this is sacrilegious, this is a church that uh, they left this building in 2011 and the building had just been abandoned. Yeah. And like, again, we can't, like this is, this this church is like the length of a city block and the width of half of one. Like it is a big building. And so this building had just been abandoned, which is, you know, sad enough Apparently, itself. like, windows are broken. Well, there was things a lot were, of vandalism. There was a lot of vandalism, uh, everything. Like, uh, like things had been ripped out. Uh, it was all, you know, all sorts of problems. But um, so this, these, a, bunch, a group of people, I think it was like seven guys, uh, ended up buying this building in 2017, and they turned it into a brewery and opened in 2019. So and there this, are these beautiful columns yep. that you told me they restored. They restored like, all they this. They made it quite nice They restored nice some inside. of the murals. Like, it is, it is a building that very much could have become an eyesore. Yes. Uh, a very tragic eyesore. Because, I, I don't know, I find something very sad about old churches that are, like, uh, abandoned. Uh, that, that is now being repurposed and turned into... They, they do a lot of, like, reading about them. They did a lot of community... They do a lot of community events. They have a lot of stuff going on there. And um, have... Def- so, like, if you if you feel like it's sacrilegious, it otherwise would have just be, like, an abandoned church that's, like, an eyesore and with broken glass everywhere. So... It is uh, instead a very, very cool space. And it like there were people with laptops who were clearly like studying or working. There were people with board games out. There were families. Like I, I understand that like it's no longer a religious space, but much like a church is a community gathering space. This really felt like a place where like people could gather, and exactly. it was nice. Uh, I mean, like it, I can't, I just can't, I can't describe this to you. Like it's, it's, you know. 50 100 foot ceilings that are just big the big vaulted ceiling uh they had uh just so much natural light from the big windows that used to be stained glass windows that apparently have all been broken out and they, they had a all couple replaced. that were still a couple glass that were still in there up over the organ which is still, still the there organ's still there there's still like the yeah the balcony level uh above the church in the back which is is you know it is apparently like a loft space a hangout space for uh, that uh you know, they said they were going to put couches and stuff like that up there, which is really cool. And then they had, um, you know, they had their bar over on the side. Uh, and, like, the rest of it they had. You know, they had a couple TVs and that kind of thing. And they, but they played really good music yeah. the whole time, which was awesome. And uh, the beer it was, just cool. was excellent. Oh, the beer was on point. Like, we got flights. And so we got to try it quite a bit. I had... I liked everything I had. I don't want to... Like, yeah. everything was good. But their Berliner Weiss was... Yeah. 
excellent. Yeah. It was so, the Esmeralda. Yep. Which I loved because it's like, I think of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Of course. Um, but it was so, so good. And all of their, like their beer menu was hanging on like stained glass signs. Yep. So there were definitely like nods to it like being churchy. Right. Uh, the beer I came, I came away with, with from a crawler was a, a coffee IPA, uh, which it's couple flavors you really don't think should work together and they did like they did a it was such a like a a very intricate beer that they did really really well you know it's very like roasty and coffee flavor that kind of fades into a like uh a, like the soft like a softer bitterness of the ipa but like all all worked together very well and like you said the the berliner weiss was really really good uh, I had the wispy uh, hazy pale ale, which was like piney and uh, juicy and delicious. I like that too. And then I also had that we had the um, rede- uh, rebuilding year, That's the right. lager, which was a good lager. It was like it's it a a good addition, you know, good lager. Yeah. That's like I mean, I I don't know. I, I like good. lagers, but like they're not like yeah, yeah they're not mad. I had an imperial pilsner. Yeah, that was brewed with hibiscus and orange. Yeah, just. It was like a pinky hibiscus color. It was quite interesting. It was interesting. Uh, they definitely did some really... I think they did some stuff really, really well, but everything on the menu was like quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a, a, a really cool place and something somewhere that, like, I mean, you'd be lucky to live in that neighborhood and if you yeah. like beer, because, man, what a spot that is. Like, yeah. there, there, it was... Um, Lots of big, long tables. I said it would be great for, like, a birthday party. Like, it, yeah. it really felt like a place that people could, like, gather and yeah. hang out yeah absolutely uh so we we didn't hang out for, uh there for too long because we had to get back on the road but it was um a great way to end up uh, a wonderful weekend in baltimore sorry we talked so much but it was a great I'm weekend sorry i'm gonna say you're welcome we you're talk welcome so much. we talked so much uh so we'll wrap it up it's uh I mean, overall, we we've been saying this a lot to ourselves, but what a wonderful weekend! What a, so great. a great a great city to get to explore. Um, love to go back, and you know, I, I I don't know if I ever want to actually do the King Crab Challenge again or run. You know, run. I don't know if I want to like maybe just like it's fresh in my memory. Like I don't know if I want to run that course again. But uh, why would you do this race again? I I, I also am like. It was it's such a so fun race. Fun. It was such a cool. It was it was a great time. Like, I'm sure we'll end up doing it again at some point. Yeah, but. I think that's right. I would do. I would also love to do the Baltimore Ten Miler since we didn't get to do like yeah. the actual course. Like, I think, and I just you know we did like the whole race review, but like I've really enjoyed like dealing with Corrigan Sports, the company that does yep. these. Like, they're super responsive. I think they put on great events. Like, I think we'll definitely do more events with them in the future in some way yeah absolutely i wish they were closer same how was your beer it was great this is a great beer i wish we had more than just a crowler i know it was sad that it didn't come in more than just a crowler but uh, it was really great to be able to drink it again and it's uh something we'll have to i'll have to go i mean we i would go back to you know actually it's not that far from the ballpark or from uh the raven right. stadium so if we ever go back for a game or something like that like it's not that far away we're definitely have to go back and get uh, yeah, some more of this for sure but yeah a wonderful beer. beer uh it, it's been gone for so long uh maybe it's because we've been talking for an hour and a half but uh 
It is. It was. I mean, it was delicious. It was like everything we said. It was banana, clove, smooth, like refreshing, just spiced. I mean, just wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a really great beer, and uh, excited to have it again at some point in the future. Yes. Where can the people find us? We are available wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you listen to this one. Yeah. If you are still listening to this one. We hope you are. Hashtag Bawa Brigade. Hashtag Bawa Brigade. I love the race. Like, I love reading and listening to other people's race reviews. So I, I think it's fine that we went a little long. I mean, I it's, think too, it's, it's too late now. They're super interesting. We're, 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 we're all the way into it. We're going to post this. So they have no real choice. Um... You can follow us on Instagram at Running on Tap, where we have posted a lot of good stuff from this race. We will, you know, you'll see uh, some of the beer we drank, the medals, the uh, we share some know, stories of the some, crab, some costumes. stories of the crab costumes, that kind of thing. So, uh, lots of good content there that we've. Uh, I've been posting stories. You've been posting uh, the the nice edited photos. Uh, so check us out there, and uh, thank you all so much for listening and. Uh, We will talk to you next week.